What's up, everybody? My name is Adam Badger, and welcome to Talkin' Fit. Hey, what's up, guys? Thank you for listening to the show. Last reminder, the $10,000 scholarship application is going to end today. So if you're listening to this and you haven't filled it out yet, fill it out now. This is your chance to win a full-ride scholarship, meaning that you can get coached by me, and it's completely paid for by me meaning that you will not have to spend a cent and you'll be able to achieve the results that you want to achieve. Now, why am I doing this? Like I said, I was recently asked to do a presentation to um, teach other coaches some of my uh, you know, coaching strategies that I use with clients. It's a big opportunity. I'm very happy and humbled by it, and I wanted to pay that forward and celebrate it by offering this out so I can continue to do what I love to do, which is help people drastically improve their life, not only from a physical perspective, but from a mental perspective, improve their quality of life, and increase their lifespan. So if you're someone who not only wants to lose 20, 30 pounds, but you actually want to improve your quality of life, break through mindset barriers, improve your relationship with food, never have to set another another New Year's resolution again about how you're gonna you're gonna get it together this year, never fall off track again, because you understand what that even means in the first place and you have the skills to maintain these habits for the rest of your life. If you're over the age of 35 and you're like, you're, you're, you're kind of taking inventory of where you're at health-wise, where you're at confidence-wise, ask yourself, do your current circumstances make you feel the way you wanna feel for the next 40 to 60 years? And that might sound heavy, but if right now you're like, I don't have it together with my health, I'm not happy with my habits, I know that my habits are not aligned with who I want to be, I'm not prioritizing myself, I'm putting everything else above me, and I'm the last person on my priority list, and I feel like crap about this, and I want to change, this is your opportunity to have that change. Apply for the scholarship share with me why this is important to you let me really get a clear picture of where you're at and where you want to go and hopefully you win and i can help you get there okay so fill out the application it's in the show notes today in relation to that uh we're going to talk about the three factors that are actually preventing you from losing weight and keeping the weight off so if you're someone who has struggled with this for a long time and you're under, you're, you can't understand why. Like, why is this so difficult for me? It's not because of your genetics. It's not because of your hormones. It's not because of carbs. It's not because of sugar. It's not because of fats. It's not even because of calories, right? It's not because you're doing the wrong workouts. It's these three things that you need to start working on. Or if you want help working on, fill out that application for the scholarship so I can help you work on this stuff. Because newsflash, you can go on the internet today and you could get macros or calorie goals completely for free. You could get workouts for free. You can get meal plans for free. You can get all of those for free on my website, on my Instagram, on podcast episodes in the past that I've done. I have podcast episodes that teach you exactly how to set your calorie goals that teach you how to build your own meal template that teach you how to build a workout program on my website. I have 
workout programs. I have meal templates. I have how to set your calories all for free. And so do a thousand other websites. You can get all this stuff for free. You can type in today on Google, what do I need to do to lose weight? And you can get free advice that may actually get you there. But why hasn't it worked yet? Is it because there's something wrong with you? No, it's because you're not working on these three things. And these three things are time management, stress management, and expectation management. These are the three things that are actually preventing you from losing weight. And it is not your calories, it's not your macros, it's not your carbs, it's not your genetics, it's not your hormones. It's time management, stress management, expectation management. If you can learn how to work on these three things and improve them, you have a drastically better chance of losing the weight you want to lose and changing your life, not only in a health way, but overall across the board. Now, as a human, which I also am, um, it's weird that nowadays with like chat GPT and stuff, there's like a lot of content being written and even like podcasts being made that are not people. So I feel like I need to say that I'm human. Um, three factors that are preventing weight loss, time management, stress management, expectation management. The issue that I see a lot of people run into is that they are either not prioritizing their time and they're not managing their stress and they're not managing their expectations. As a human being though, you're not gonna be perfect at this all the time. I am not perfect at this all the time. But as you work to improve it, you will continue to get results. And as you get results, you'll feel better and you'll feel more motivated to continue improving them. But at the end of the day, like this stuff needs to be improved probably in more areas than than just one. It's probably not just your fitness. It's probably not just your, um, you know, your work. There's probably across the board, you'll notice a pattern that your ability to manage your time, your stress, and your expectations has probably held you back in other areas too. And this isn't like a F-E-U, like a fuck you, you, you suck. It's just a, hey, it's an opportunity to improve. And again, I, I, I'm a human being. I can relate to this. Like, I understand that when I find out that I'm doing something like wrong or not to my best, I don't get excited about that. <laughs> like, I don't think I've ever been like, oh, I'm excited to learn. I've been doing something wrong. And then there's a lot of the people who say that nowadays. Like, every time you find out you're making, like, you know, if there's a problem, it's actually an opportunity for improvement. And while that's true, I don't know if I've ever met anyone who got excited to find out they're doing something wrong or excited to find out they need to improve somewhere. So if we can just break past that for a minute and understand that it's normal, if you hear this and it's, you know, it's getting you a little fired up, you're like, well, screw you, Adam. You don't understand. You don't understand my schedule. You don't understand what I have to deal with stress-wise. You don't understand, you know, my life. So how can you tell me I need to manage my time better? You know, break past that for a second and just take a breath and understand that this is stuff that I struggle with too that I have to continuously work on. So let's talk about time management first. Now, I hate this phrase because it's not true. We all have the same 24 hours in a day. Now, that's not true. We all have 24 hours in a day, but we don't all have the same 24 hours. No one works, you know, no one's work, family, social life, uh, you know, fitness life. None of that stuff is completely exactly, exactly like someone else. Right? We don't all have the same 24 hours in a day, but we do all have 24 hours in a day. And we all should probably get be getting around at a bare minimum six and a half hours of sleep, 
um, you know, towards the higher end, maybe eight hours of sleep, nine hours of sleep. Uh, so let's take that off the table. So you have 24 hours and we'll say minus seven just to meet in the middle. So that leaves you with 17 hours. Let's say the average person works around eight hours a day, but we'll factor in maybe commuting or the occasional times we have to go in early or stay late. So that's another like nine hours. So now we're down to eight hours, right? Eight hours where you're not sleeping and you're not working, right? Well, now we got some people have kids. You gotta take care of your kids. You gotta cook. You gotta drive them to things. You gotta pick them up from things, right? So maybe that eight hours gets dwindled down even more. So you can see like, I understand that time is scarce. So what we have to do is learn how to manage our time. And the first, and when we're, if we're really focusing on the fitness nutrition aspect, what you have to focus on is what is the minimum amount of time you need to commit to the habits that you need to do to get the results you want, right? What is the minimum amount of time that you need to commit and how can you maximize that time? This is super important. So when it comes to fitness and nutrition, if we're talking bare minimum, okay, bare minimum time you need to commit to, to fitness, you'd be surprised at how little time you actually need. I would say for the average person listening to this, and this is for like, you know, you are, you know, you need to make a change, but you feel like you have no time. And you're not looking to be Mr. Olympia or Mrs. Olympia, right? You're not looking to be a professional bodybuilder, but you want to lose 10, 15, 20, 30 pounds. You want to feel better. You want to fit in smaller clothes. You want to uh, improve blood pressure, improve, improve blood sugar, improve your hormones, improve your metabolism. You need about four hours per week not four hours per day, four hours per week. That is your minimum commitment that you need to start getting results. You don't need to work out seven days a week. You don't need to start being an avid runner and running for miles a day. You need four hours per week. And here's how you're going to break that down. Okay. I need you to find 45 minutes to 60 minutes. I'm going to say 60 just for easy math. I need you to find 60 minutes per week to prepare food for the week. Okay. So you don't have to do it all in one shot. Maybe it's 30 minutes on Sunday, 30 minutes on Wednesday, right? You prep food on Sunday to get you through Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you prep food on Wednesday to get you through, uh, you know, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Or, one day a week, you take an hour and you prep food for the week. Now, when I talk about prepping food, not to get down this rabbit hole too much, but you don't need to meal prep. You need to ingredient prep. And this is different, okay? Meal prep is what you see on Instagram where people have 27 perfectly portioned Tupperwares laid out on their uh, you know, kitchen counter and each of them has like a delicious looking protein and a delicious looking vegetable and a delicious looking carb and it's perfectly seasoned and it's three different recipes and they're sitting there smiling at the camera with their thumbs up like so excited to do my meal prep for the week it's so fucking annoying and maybe you're into that stuff but it literally annoys me i don't know why 
I think it's the just the misrepresentation of what this whole fucking lifestyle is like, right? Sometimes I'm literally making ground beef in a pan with no seasonings while my son is pulling at my pants telling me to come play with him and i'm saying okay dad will be there in a minute i just gotta finish i can't leave the food on the fucking stove while it's cooking and leave the kitchen right now right or he's standing on steps trying to help me and he's knocking some out of the uh out of the pan onto the stovetop anyway you don't need to fucking meal prep. You need to ingredient prep. Now, what does that mean? That means you need to know what are the one or two proteins I'm eating this week? What are the one or two carbs I'm eating this week? So let's say you want to keep it super basic and you're like, to this week, I'm eating ground beef and rice. That's my lunches for the week because I know that I don't need options. I need results, right? I don't need fucking options. I need results. I'm going to prep two to three pounds of ground beef. I'm just going to fucking chop it. Sorry for saying the F word a lot. I'm just going to break it up in a pan and cook two to three pounds of lean ground beef. I'm going to slow cook or use a rice cooker or use a big pot. I'm going to cook four cups of rice and I'm just going to put them both into big bowls and put them in the, in the, in the fridge. So I got one big bowl of ground beef, one big bowl of rice in the fridge and Every day before I leave for work, I'm going to take, you know, six ounces of beef I'm, or five ounces of beef. I'm going to take a cup of rice. Boom. That's my lunch. And maybe I'll grab a piece of fruit with it. Or if I want to be really fancy, I'll throw some green beans in the oven while the rice is cooking and I'll have some a vegetable. Now, does that mean you have to eat like that for the rest of your fucking life? No. But if you are complaining that you don't have time, but then you're saying that you need more options you, you don't want to get bored you need things to be interesting you are not setting realistic expectations which, which we'll get to in a minute but you need to learn how to manage your fucking time so if you want to manage your time you need about four hours per week to put towards your fitness goals four hours per week again we just we just figured out that you probably have around six to eight hours per day that you are not sleeping or at work, right? That equals out to, I'm gonna go ahead and do some math. And again, this is kind of lowballing it, right? This is assuming that you're the busiest person in the world. That means you have between 42 and 56 hours per week that you're not working and not sleeping or and not you know driving the kids around. And again, that's assuming that you're the busiest person in the world, right? And you only need four of those hours to dedicate this. One of them is going to be towards meal prep. The other three hours, that is your workout time. So you can break this up however you want. You can work out one hour three times per week. Or you can work out uh, 45 minutes four times per week. Or you can work out for 30 minutes six times per week. You can choose, okay? So for if you even want to, you know, break that up even more, let's say you're really a beginner, right? Maybe you're going to work out for 30 minutes three times per week, right? So that's 90 minutes of workout time and then an hour of meal prep time. So that's two and a half hours that you need to dedicate to fitness to start. And then you start seeing some results and maybe you're going to start adding in some 30-minute 
some 30 minute walks. So what I would say is even for the complete beginner, we'll still go with four hours. And what we'll do is you'll do 30 minute workout three times per week. You'll have an hour to do meal prep. So that's two and a half hours. And then you are going to do some walking on during that other hour and a half spread out throughout the week, right? So that means you could do, you know, 10 minute walks or every single day, you could do whatever, right? So you just get my point. You only need about four hours to dedicate to fitness. That's easier to manage. That's easier to manage than to go, oh man, I got to start this new workout program. Each workout is going to take 90 minutes. Um, there's four of them. So 90 minute workout times four, that's six hours. And then I got a meal prep and then I got to learn, I got to figure out what my macros are. I got I to gotta figure out when I'm going to do cardio. Okay, no one can fucking do that. You need four hours per week to dedicate to your fitness and nutrition. An hour to prep food so that you have, uh, you know, meals and or ingredients prepped for the week and you understand what you're going to be eating. And you need about, you know, uh, three hours dedicated to some sort of exercise per week, not per day, per week. All right, so you can break that up into three-hour workouts. Uh, you know, you can do four 45 minute workouts. You can do three 45 minute workouts and some walking. You can do three 30 minute workouts and some walking. But you get my point. Learn how to manage, fit those four hours into your week. Look at your week on Sundays and pick out these are the days I'm going to work out at these times. Set them into your uh, schedule, into your calendar, like appointments. Because if you had a doctor's appointment or if you had a dentist appointment or if you had to bring your kids somewhere, you would make time for that. You would rearrange your schedule for that. You'd have to do the same for your workouts and treat them the same and the same for your, for your ingredient prep time. Number two is stress management. Now this one's a little bit more nuanced. It's very dependent on the person. We all have stress, but we don't know how to manage our stress. Okay. That's the issue is that it's not that you need to live a stress-free life. In fact, I would argue that living a stress-free life wouldn't really get you the results you want in any area of life. Some stress is good stress. Too much stress is not. Some a, a decent amount of stress, a healthy amount of stress, is enough that tells your body and your mind that it needs to improve. So when there's a little bit of stress, you get a little bit sharper, you get a little bit stronger mentally and physically. Some stress is good. But, okay, you need to learn how you need to learn how to manage that stress. So when we're talking about managing stress, it's not about just stress. It's not about necessarily stress reduction. It's more about stress processing. And what I mean by that is you, we have to understand that these negative side effects that come from stress come from our perception of stress, not from the stress itself. Okay. So if you're reacting or to things like they are life and death situations, your body is going to physically respond like it's life and death situations. When you're in a life and death scenario, uh, you are not going to be prioritizing your food or your uh, your body's not going to be prioritizing your fat burning or your metabolic health. Your body's going to be in fight or flight, and it's going to be prioritizing survival, which means all of your resources are going to go to just pumping your heart and making sure your organs are working, right? And it's going to put your brain in this highly aware space where you're just on the lookout for danger. And when you're always on the lookout for danger, guess what's happening? You're paying attention to the negatives more than the positives. Because if you are wiring yourself to be on high alert because you are in a stressed state, then you are going to be constantly focusing on the negatives 
to create awareness around them to protect yourself it's like if you got dropped in in, in on deserted island by yourself it's a very high stress situation you wouldn't be worrying about all right well let me sit down and make sure i have my meals prepped and, and i know when i'm going to work out this week your body's not going to go all right let's you know uh burn some fat, let's build some muscle. None of that's happening. You would just be on hyper alert. You'd be like, what's that noise? Are there other people on this island? Are there are there wild animals here? Like, am I in danger? How am I getting getting at home? You wouldn't you wouldn't have an appetite. You'd be you wouldn't be sleeping. This is how most people live their lives. And including me at many times in my life, this is how I lived my life. High alert. Wondering like, you know, what the next move is, stressed. And guess what? I still run into those issues, even to this day, even as I'm coaching people. I'm not like saying that I, I'm i this monk living on a mountaintop and I just know how to just, you know, just turn my brain off and I don't trust about anything. I get stressed out too, but I've gotten better at managing it and not letting it physically affect me. So if you are super, super stressed all the time, we have to learn how to manage that. Now, how you're going to do this is going to be different for everybody, to be honest with you. Some people, maybe you need to talk to a psychiatrist or maybe you need a therapist. Maybe you need some professional help, and which is nothing wrong with that. I think that the, you know a lot of people would benefit from that. I think pretty much everyone should. I think, honestly, I think everyone, everyone should have a nutrition fitness coach and a therapist. You need a mindset coach slash therapist. You need someone coaching you on your nutrition and your fitness. This should be normal. You have a fucking doctor. You have an optometrist, a dentist, a podiatrist. You have a lawyer. You have an, an accountant. You have a guy that comes cut your lawn. But you're not willing to invest money and time into your mental and physical health. That doesn't make any fucking sense to me. There are people who spend hundreds of dollars a month to make sure that someone comes and cuts their grass every single week. But they do not spend any money on or time on having someone help them with their mental health or having someone help them with their nutrition. It doesn't make sense. If I was to hop, if I was to sit on a call with you today and explain to you how I was going to literally hold your hand and get you to where you wanted to be physically and also help you with your mindset stuff, but you know, for some people maybe they need more professional help than, than just me, a lot of people, a lot of people for for a good solid coach, like a like the best coaches in the world, their sign-up rate is about standard average, 30 to 50%. That means 30 to 50% of the people they talk to actually end up investing in coaching. How fucking crazy is that? The best coaches in the world, that's the, that's the industry average, 30 to 50%. The people you talk to who are on the verge of tears saying that they need to make these changes, only 30 to 50% of them are actually going to become clients. Um, I think that most people, most people would rather ignore the problem or, or completely, completely unintentionally invest in the problem than they would rather invest in the solution. Meaning, if you go out to eat every single week or you watch the news every single day, you are investing time and money into your problem, meaning you're increasing your stress by watching the news. If you're going out eating and drinking every week and you are, you know that's part of the reason why you can't lose weight, you are spending time and money on the problem 
and you're unwilling to invest in the solution. And if you feel triggered by that, or if you feel like I'm calling you out, then it means you need to face that discomfort and fucking hire somebody. You need to hire a psychiatrist, or you need to hire a fitness and nutrition coach, or you need to hire both. If your insurance covers uh, psychiatry is a, a psychologist or a counselor, that's amazing. Do that and use some of your money that you spend on wine and burgers towards a fitness and nutrition coach because both of those things will drastically change your life. Sorry for the rant, but it's just crazy to me. It's crazy to me that people have $600 car payments and they spend a few hundred dollars a month to make, their, make sure their lawn looks good, but they invest no time and energy into their physical and mental health and then complain that they're not getting where they want to go and then complain that they're not happy, but then only 30 to 50% of people will actually take that plunge and make that investment. Fucking crazy. So you need to learn how to process stress. And one tactic that I've used in the past that's helped me is actually sitting down when you're stressed out and going through a what's actually happening framework, meaning what's stressing you out? Why is it stressing you out? Why is that a problem? And is this actually happening? So to give you an example, Oh, I work sucks. Why is that stressing you out? Well, I feel like I'm just have so much to do and I can't get it done. Well, why is that a problem? Uh, well, you know, I'm scared that I'm going to lose my job. Well, is that actually what's going to happen? Is it actually what's happening right now? No. Okay. So now what do I do? What's the actual problem? The actual problem is I feel overwhelmed. I have, feel like I have a lot of work to do. I'm not getting fired right now. Maybe I need to communicate to my team that I need some support. Maybe I need to communicate to my boss that I have too much on my plate and I need some coaching on how to prioritize. Maybe I need to manage my time better. Do you see how I we take a stress and we turn it into a solvable problem? The last one is expectation management. This means that you are just setting expectations that are completely unaligned with your actions and it's causing you stress. So for a lot of people, they say, I want to lose 30 pounds, right? And then they say, but I don't want to sign up for a coach. I don't want to, you know, work out 30 minutes, three times a week. Uh, I, I don't like meal prep. I, 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 I don't like to eat the same things all the time. Uh, I just, I want to eat tasty foods all the time. Your expectations and your actions do not made up and it's causing you stress. You have to manage your expectations. You have to take an honest look at what your life is like what can you realistically fit in now time-wise? How can you realistically manage your stress? And what will that realistically get you? Because if you want to work out for 30 minutes, three times per week, and spend an hour on meal prep, you have to understand that that will help you lose 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds, 100 pounds if you stick to it long enough. But it will not get you from couch to shredded in eight weeks. And if you go into it with an eight-week mindset, you will continue to stop and start, stop and start, stop and start, stop and start over and over and over and over again, okay? You have to set realistic expectations, meaning, okay, well, all I'm expecting of myself is that I am going to stick to these goals, these, these, you know, this these time commitments uh, for these tasks I need to do. And your only expectation should be that you are going to stick to it. That is it. There's no expectation of result. There's no promise of result. Your expectation is that I need to stick to this. You need to keep repeating that process over and over and over again, sticking to it, sticking to it, sticking to it, sticking to it over and over and over again, and the results will come. But if you go into it with, I need to look like, you know, this 
girl who this woman who lives in my neighborhood who doesn't have kids who's in her 40s and decided to start getting into shape and she has you know gotten super shredded in the last few uh in the last few months and and now she looks amazing and i want to look like that you can't expect that in six weeks you can't so you need to set realistic expectations for what you can commit to the process and what the, that will get you. You can't say, I wanna eat whatever I want from Friday night to Monday morning and expect to get shredded. You can't. So you need to manage your expectations, you need to manage your time, you need to manage your stress. If you want some more tips on that, let me know. I'm happy to have a free conversation with you and talk about what your stress is, what your schedule looks like, and what your expectations are, and set you on the right path. But start thinking on this stuff now and it'll drastically change the way you approach your goals. Thanks.